Jets and Captains to a brand spanking new edition of M-Class Podcast. Oh my god, I'm so horny to talk about Star Trek. Well, you're in luck. Or maybe you're not, actually, because this is the horny jail collection, and that's where you're gonna go, you fucking degenerate. Oh man, don't put my innocent butt in horny jail. <laughs> I'm Jeff. I'm Josh. And you heard it right, we're smack dab in the middle of them cheeks of the horny jail collection. And so far, every episode of this shit has been the same episode. So this was kind of a breath of fresh air, the one we're yeah. doing today. Yeah, we did literally two of the same episode in a row. And then we did one where everyone was hypnotized by a uh, Betazoid poon. I guess. <laughs> like, Do people still say poon? I feel like they don't. I feel like that's gone the way of trim at this point. Yeah, trim, yeah, which, like, I guess you... See, here, let's talk about this. <laughs> that is what the show's about, so... So, like, I feel like if to say trim, you have to have, like, uh, lots of pubic hair. That's in my connotation in my brain, right? And people don't do so that like, anymore. It's like muff. Exactly. That's a lot of pubic, like, 70s muff, yeah. 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 Okay. Well, <laughs> we straighten that out. Thank God. Now that that's all settled, M Class Podcast now. is actually a podcast where we sit down with a piece of Star Trek media, usually an episode. We pick that bitch apart and we tell you at the end how much it's worth on the patented Cochrane to Catfish scale of quality. <laughs> Warp it's, scale of quality. Yeah, it's definitely a real scale. We, we definitely didn't just make it up. It's and real. it's not stupid and backward at all. <laughs> <laughs> this time oh, around man. on M-Class Podcast, we're going to be talking about Voyager, Season 3, Episode 20, Favorite Son. And it's so good. It, it's different. <laughs> I'll give it that. It's not the same concept for a third time. People it's get only... horned up on mystery juice. It is the same concept, though, later in Voyager canon where Harry Kim is, like, completely fucking screwed over. And and the way to Harry Kim's heart is flash your titties. As long as you're horny at Harry Kim, he falls in love. Yeah, he's really easy. Which I guess kind of makes sense. He's kind of, like, in prison, right? Yeah, he's in space prison. <laughs> yeah. Horny space jail. There's only so many women on the ship who can tell him no. So, he <laughs> yeah. has to go outside to the alien races to get other women to tell him no. Man, those fucking, like, holo holodeck buffers are working overtime on that <laughs> ship. <laughs> you know, I've talked about this before, my catchphrase, patent pending. <laughs> but uh, Harry Kim's actor, Garrett Wang, was one of the um, Time Magazine's sexiest men of 1994 or what 1996 i think what a year for garrett wang yeah imagine that you're like garrett wang you only saw the racist episode of star trek so you didn't want to be on it and then you finally get on it and suddenly you're on the sexiest man alive list i he's okay looking he's he's not like great looking I mean, but he's all right amongst the dudes on the show he is the most handsome yeah, well, he doesn't look like he just, like, swallowed, like, a Sour Patch Kid like Tom Paris does. <laughs> he doesn't look like angry Howdy Doody like Tom Paris. <laughs> yeah, Tom Paris is always, like, I'm, like, doing the face. You can't see it because we're on a, not a thing, but... Uh, it's a, it's a, not a visual medium. No. <laughs> <laughs> he, 
Yeah, he always looks like he's like having a bad day. Yeah, because he is. Yeah, he's he's yeah. You know, I I told this story before. That's your patented patent pending. <laughs> uh, but I went to a party with Garrett, Garrett Wang. Yeah, you did tell that story before, and you two tonsil hockeyed for a while. Yeah, we kissed. No, he knew I wanted to talk to him, but I was too much of like a pussy to do it. Yeah. Did he like actively avoid you? No, no. He looked like he was like cool about it, but I, I, it was really fucking loud, and like it was so fucking hot. Like I remember, it was disgusting. It was like a disgusting Jesus. party. Dude, I and always I, I always end up with the same thought whenever I see any sort, or I like even think about being around a famous person. Like, what the fuck am I gonna say to them? Yeah, like I go, I loved you in Star Trek. Yeah, that's what I would have said twenty right? years ago. That's what I would have said, and then that would have been it. I'd have been like, "Yep, cool, nice to meet you." Right? That's why I didn't want to talk to fucking Lita. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, I loved you in Star Trek." 20 I, years I, ago. She's like, well, I was on pretty, Broadway right now, right? Well, no. I was clever about it, though, and I was like, oh, I also play STO, and I, I and I like how how you work in STO. And she was, like, really, like, oh, like, really cool about that. She was that's like, oh, that's awesome. really cool. Well, that's like was, something she's done much more recently. Like, I'm yeah. sure actors hate hearing about shit they did so long ago. Yeah. Yeah, she, she was doing her, like, don't bully campaign thing, which was, like, pretty cool, too. Yeah, so. yeah. I was starstruck though. I was like, "Oh my god!" Like she's—I don't know. She's even. She's hot now, man. She's still hot. Yeah, there are some Star Trek actors who like aged into being even hotter. Like yeah. Nana Visitor when she got the white yeah. hair, even hotter. Yeah, I'd watch gamilf porn of her. <laughs> <laughs> I'd participate. Um, I'd participate in some gamilf porn. <laughs> this. Uh, Believe it or not, after watching this episode, I was pretty fucking shocked about this. Uh, this episode is written by a woman. I mean, that makes no sense. No. But this I seems don't... like fully like an episode that Brandon Braga would write. Yeah. Where a bunch of, you get to marry three women or whatever, but then they like suck your life force out with their vaginas. Yeah, Brandon Braga was like, how do I make a Star Trek episode where uh, there's a giant pussy? I know, three pussies. <laughs> they, they get tied together like a giant robot <laughs> and make Human one centipede. giant vagina. <laughs> Voltron, Vagintron. Uh, this episode was written by Lisa Klink. <laughs> yeah, we talked about how her parents were Nazis. Her parents, her dad, Colonel Klink. <laughs> and her her mom, Schwartz. Schultz. Side, Schultz, his sidekick. His, yeah, his dumb sidekick, Schultz. Um, <laughs> she also wrote Star Trek The Experience Borg Invasion 4D. Oh, uh, is that from Vegas? Like the I Vegas thing? So. And was credited as, as executive story editor for all of season four of Voyager. Well, that's good. This episode is <laughs> horny as hell, so it good is, work. She was horned up, I guess. She looks like somebody's aunt in the photo. Um, <laughs> she, I like, this sentence is so unbelievably cursed um, on the wiki. <laughs> Like Star Trek scribes Alex Kurtzman and Robert Orsi, Clink was a writer on the popular New Zealand-based series, Hercules, The Legendary Journeys. Wow, they shot that in New Zealand? 
Yo, I saw a commercial the other day, or no, it was it was like a video where somebody was talking about um, like watching Hercules and Xena, and that Xena yeah. was better, which it was. Yes, it was. And I saw Kevin Sorbo as Hercules, and my brain, like, I just knew in my heart of heart, I'll never be able to watch that show again. Yeah, just now seeing you Kevin can't. Sorbo yeah. again, my fight or flight was activated. <laughs> Yeah, Kevin Sorbo, not a, not a good guy. Not nice. What not a nice. piece of shit. Yeah, I don't even remember what he like said because I I think I like heard what he said and and like and I just deleted him from my brain. Oh, I was like, he, well, that's Kevin Sorbo. New, he's got a new hyper conservative Christian hot take every day. Oh, it's like oh, he's doing like the uh, James Woods, right? Yeah, pretty much. He's Where James his, Woods. He's Scott Bayo. Yeah, I'm irrelevant. So here's some crazy shit. Yep. Pretty much. Um, <laughs> the most interesting part of this Lisa Klink article is that she was on Jeopardy, okay. and she won five games. Whoa, that's pretty good. She won almost a hundred thousand dollars. Man, so she's smart as fuck and horny. And <laughs> this popular Star Trek series featured a horny Harry Kim. <laughs> popular? <laughs> no, well, I know it's not Voyager. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. Voyager is weirdly one of the most popular of the series now. I don't get it, but... Yeah, people really like Voyager. I don't know. Uh-huh. This episode was directed by Marvin Rush. That's a cool name. Who um, was the director of photography on TNG, Deep Space Nine, and Voyager for many... Oh, and Enterprise for many episodes. So the whole, like, 90s, 80s, 90s pantheon. That dude loves shooting Star Trek. Loves it. To the point where he's actually the um, cinematographer on The Orville now. Oh, that makes sense. Holy shit. Um. Following the end of his career in Star Trek Enterprise, he worked as director of photography on the television series E-Ring. Never heard of it. What the fuck is that? Close to Home. Never heard of it. Moonlight. Okay. TV series. Moon Knight? <laughs> uh, like the new one? Moon Knight? No, Moonlight. Oh, is that the prequel? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Whatever gets you, stop interrupting me. Uh, Poets War... <laughs> And uh, Drake and Josh, which I thought okay, was that's the, the one I know. Part. I know that one. <laughs> I know that one. <laughs> uh, he also um, was the cinematographer on the movie S. Darko. Donnie Darko, the sequel to Donnie Darko, which I didn't know existed until earlier this year. I I had never heard of this. It's about his sister, I think. Oh, the uh, dan- the dancer one or the older one? I think the older one. What's her name? Fuck, fuck ass Darko. Maggie fuck? Gyllenhaal. Ma- Maggie Gyllenhaalie. <laughs> anyway, back to Star Trek. <laughs> uh, this episode is part of the Horny Jail Collection, and I gotta say, it's probably the most openly horny of yeah. the episodes we've watched so far. Uh, people are constantly rubbing on each other's titties in this if, episode. If this was on Showtime, there would be, like, tasteful nudity in this. Yeah, there would be, like, sex that never shows the penetration. Yeah, softcore, yeah. Uh, <laughs> which I'm sure a lot of these actresses were in. They're pretty hot, so... Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, Chakotay is in this episode, but he doesn't get horny in it, so don't worry. 
<laughs> he says like two lines. Uh, they are passing a trinary star system, and Harry Kim is like, "Have we been here before?" Yeah. And Tuvok being Tuvok says, "Maybe you're experiencing a paradoxical state-dependent associative phenomenon." <laughs> and he just looks at him, huh? And Captain Janeway says, Deja vu. Yeah, get it. Um, I'm sure they wanted to call this episode Deja vu. I'm pretty sure there's already a Star Trek episode called Deja vu. I think so too. Like, there has to be, right? Voyager, like, an alien ship pulls up to Voyager and it's like, hey, we're friends. What's up? What are you guys doing here? We haven't ever seen your ship before. Yeah, in true show fashion, like, they make a point of being like, they're showing up without phasers or shields, so we're good. And you're like, oh, something's up. Something's and, up. Uh, Harry Kim, being an audience member, is like, something's up. <laughs> and he just opens fucking fire on the ship he with no shields up. He reroutes tactical to fucking where his station is, and he's just like, I guess I can do that, so fuck it. Se- it does not seem like something you should be able to do. No! Just be like, give me them controls. I mean, maybe in an emergency, but like, I don't know. Should you put like a thumbprint on there or some shit? It seems know. like Tuvok could have been like, stop, and like, pressed a button and stopped yeah, it. But I'm he, still here, yeah. Tuvok just says, he's rerouting phasers and shields. Over to the comm panel. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to let this play out. <laughs> I'm going to allow it. I'm going to allow it, Judge Reinhold. But uh, he raises shields and, fa- and fires phasers, and the alien vessel gets, like, fucked because of it and starts shooting weapons back, and everybody's like, what the fuck? Yo, this alien ship is the fucking toughest-ass ship they've ever fought, dude. Oh, yeah. Well, they try not to shoot at it for a little while, right? They're, like, trying to hail them. They're trying to, like, do everything to be They're like, look. They're getting fucked up, man. Yeah, that that was a mistake. Sorry. And uh, eventually they, like, fire back on it and withdraw. They just, like, run away. Yeah, they shoot the weapons, right? And then... Janeway, quite understanding in this situation, is like, uh, I trust your judgment, but you're going to have to explain why you did that. Like, if I was captain, I would have been like, what the fuck? Yeah, you would have been gone to the to the holodeck, but in the holodeck there would be, like, a dungeon with skeletons. <laughs> And I'd be like, you can go in the holodeck, but it has to be this dungeon. You gotta go to the dungeon. <laughs> I would just leave that running. Like, next to the Irish village is the dungeon. Maybe just go to the Irish village dungeon. Just put it in the basement of the bar. <laughs> Maybe just go to the Irish village, because, like, my god. <laughs> Too many Irish people at once is hell. <laughs> Man, Josh, the, the type of self-hating Irish... Self-hating ire. So Irish? Yeah, well. They did yeah. ruin Ireland. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Who said that? Is that a quote? It's uh, the damn Scots. They ruined Scotland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Tuvok's like, there was nothing but a small Tetrion surge, which could have been like a million different things. Yeah. And Janeway's like, all right, Harry, uh, hit the showers. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> she towel slaps his butt. <laughs> And he goes, ooh, ooh, this is the horny jail collection. Uh, but um, he, he has to be followed by a security guard uh, that plays no role and sort of disappears after a couple seconds. And you never I see made him my again. own head cannon for him. Oh, yeah? 
Yeah, he he really wants to be a physicist, but his grades weren't good. Oh no. Yeah. So he had to be the dumb fucking security guard, is what you're telling me. Yeah, but he hurt his knee playing a racquetball. You fucking piece of shit. I'm, I'm a security guard in the <laughs> canon of this shit. I'm a tactical officer, but whatever. Well, I can't. Maybe fix you should have played more football, you needle neck nerd. <laughs> needle neck. Most PGS shit I've yeah. ever heard. You dweeb. You darkest malorcus. But uh, Torres got like wrecked. Yeah, she breathed in fucking hot fucking plasma, dude. That'll fuck you up. Not great for the lungs, it turns out. She can't breathe. She's got second-degree burns on her lungs. But Harry Kim is like, oh, no, I made a mistake. I shot an unarmed vessel that came up to it, and maybe it was wrong. Maybe that was wrong of me. (laughs) I'm sorry, I didn't know. Is that that frowned upon? I didn't know. (laughs) Uh, but the Kess is in this episode. Holy hell. Oh, that's right. She's still here, I guess. Yeah, he's like, oh, I feel so bad about what I did. And Kess is like, oh, well, that was in the past. Anyway, see ya. Like, that's <laughs> not right. No. What? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the past Kess is, is like, the past. Anyway, I'm gonna go treat Torres' ninth degree burns that you caused. <laughs> I'm gonna regrow flesh on her bones because you carbonized her. <laughs> Good job. Good work, though. You saved us. But Kim goes back to his quarters and has a horny dream. About his mom? Yeah, it is weird. It, it, the dream is strange, right? I'm not the only one who feels this way. Well, it's weird. It, it, it makes sense that it's a dream. Like, I was like, oh, this is definitely a weird dream. Because dreams are like that. They're weird, right? But uh, I guess they wanted to show, like, where he came from or something. Give him some character development. I don't know. The thing is, this is just Odo's story. Well, yeah, it's Odo's story. The fake story story that they give him is just Odo's story, so you know that that's kind of a... That's bullshit. Well, you know it's bullshit because the fucking hotties are side-eye on each other the whole fucking time, dude. They're doing a whole lot of television, like... It's like... We're we're plotting something. Yeah, it's like, guys, fucking... Have you ever succeeded at this plan? Because you're acting like you haven't. Well, they definitely succeeded with the fucker... The 90s television actor guy. Oh, they succeeded, all right. <laughs> they sucked every bit of DNA out of that guy, they if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, to get more seed. The dude is, um... I looked him up, because I just remember him so vividly as an actor. And to no one's surprise, it turns out he was on Saved by the Bell the college years. <laughs> That's why I know him so well. You said that he banged Kelly. Yeah, he was a professor who I guess was supposed to be like 30-something, and she was like 18. And yeah, that's that's fucked up. And Zach is like, you know, Zach Morris is in love with Kelly. That's the, that's the show, right? Yeah. But like, even he like put aside his horse shit and was like, Kelly, this is fucked. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. This is fucked up. Yeah, that's not a good power dynamic to have. No, not great. Unless anyway. you're going to blackmail him and then get an A. Then I'm all for it. <laughs> That's the, the, the gamilf porn that happens, I believe. <laughs> I need an A in this class at the senior center. Wink! 
Yeah, you're on like a uh, like a like a student trip to the senior center, right? Like you're in like a social working class or something. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. We just I'm not trying to yuck anybody's yum, but yuck. Well, look, here's the thing. There are grandmas who are fuckable, but like. Is Nana Visitor a grandma? I think probably so. Probably, right? Like, she's She's fuckable. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But I'm not gonna... I'm not gonna fuck, like, you know, Stella, who's 97. I'm not trying to have sex with any of the Golden Girls. Especially since they're all dead. That is a contributing factor, yeah. (laughs) So, Harry goes to the bathroom and he finds out he's a trill... Yeah, he gets trill makeup put on in the nighttime. <laughs> Which is like, they couldn't have figured out some other way to make him look alien than giving him trill spots. Look, I wish Star Trek would just fucking, like, grow some balls and, like, put a fucking horn on somebody at every yeah, now and then. Yeah, just give him a horn. Give him a goddamn unicorn horn. Fuck it. This is show is all about the horn. Give yeah. him a horn. <laughs> just hit that horn on the head. Just It's the horny episode. Put a horn on him. But he looks in the mirror and he's like, oh, but what? I'm a trill? I guess he goes to the doctor right away, which I would contemplate going back to sleep. I'd be like, uh, can this wait till I'll morning? check it out in the morning. <laughs> I will give the show this, that he, uh, none of the other aliens of his quote-unquote race have spots anywhere except the trill locations. Yeah. But he has a couple of them on his chin. I was like, at least they tried to do a little different with him. It just looks like he has, like... Well, the, you know, in his dream he has the chicken pox, which is, like, uh... He's got the Mendokin pox. The Mendokin pox, right? Because we don't even get chicken pox anymore. Kids no. don't get it. We got rid of that. The vaccine for it. We actually used the vaccine correctly. Instead of when I was a kid where they were like, go to your friend's house, they have chicken pox, so you should get the chicken pox. Smart. And then, like, now, like, all these fucking boomers are, like, 70, and they're like, my skin is on fire because I had chicken pox when I was seven. I wonder why. I wonder (laughs) where the connection is. (laughs) What is that shit? What is that called? Uh, Shingles. Shingles. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah. That sounds horrific. Yeah, anything called, like, Shingles isn't good. Yeah. What? <laughs> Why did I agree with that? What like, just the fuck are you talking about? Anything you know that's sounds... on top of your house, right? Shingles? <laughs> yeah, but they're like the least effective roofing agent. It's true. It is weird that we never came up with anything better than shingles. They get like blown off in the wind, and like if yeah. they slightly miss a line, you get a leak. You leak, yeah, it sucks. And they break and shit. Fuck that. Yeah. The, he goes back to sickbay, and uh, the doctor can't find anything wrong with him. He's like in perfect health. Yeah. And he's like, well, I had a dream about having the Mendokin pox. And the doctor goes into one of his, like, I'm kind of making fun of you modes. I love like, I- this doctor version. Yeah. This this version of him is so much better than the later, like, fucking cartoon version of him. It's true. Where he's like, oh, I never thought about dreams as a way to diagnose somebody. Maybe we should pay more attention to that. They should make, they should have made him completely salty like this all the time. I hate when he's an way. opera singer. I hate it. Uh, that's uh, him as an opera singer is a uh, a symptom of a much larger problem with him as a character at that point. What's the other What's the other problem that he loves Seven? Uh, he's just boring. Like that's all what I mean. of the 
all of the edges have been sanded off of him at that Yeah, point. why did they do that? We already have Neelix, who's bad enough. <laughs> Fuck you, Neelix. <laughs> uh, oh, that's sort of like a problem I have with a lot of everything. In is Voyager, like, yeah. At a, not just in Voyager, but just in everything. For some reason, we have to, like, if we create a character that has, like, hard edges, we have to sand them off of him and make him, like, soft. Yeah, there's a, there's good ways to do it um, where you can, like, have them still be that way and then break every now and then kind of, like, break through that. But Yeah, well, that's, like, the soft, creamy center, right? Like, yeah. You still have the, the hard edge. You're still the hard candy, but you still have the caramel in the middle. Yeah, I want the, I want the hard edge. I want to edge hard is what I want. Well, I've, I've known this about you. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're great at it. The Torres wakes up. <laughs> And she's, like, uh, she has this, like, vibe about her that's, like, really well acted, which is, Harry, yeah. what the fuck are you doing here? She never says it. Like, why are you here? You're well, she's like weird. She's, like, where am I? Like, she doesn't remember, which is really cool. Like, usually they wake up yeah. and they're, like, oh, my God, that sucked. <laughs> she's, like, what happened? You get the name of that bus that hit me? <laughs> The audience claps and laughs. That's a catchphrase from now on. Get the name of that bus that hit me. Oh, God, she ah. said the line. It's the married with children audience just hooting and hollering. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> um, but she sort of like, she makes fun of him for, for caring about her. Yeah. And then when yeah. he's leaving, she's like, see a spot. Yeah, that, I like this, like, I don't know. She's really good, like, like this, too. Before yeah. she's, like, really, really pissed off at everybody, right? Yeah. especially. Well, I mean, she's dating the sh- shittiest dude on the ship, so I'd be <laughs> well, mad, too. Well, she's this gonna is it? it? This is all I got? She's mad because she, like, took a chance that they were gonna stay out there forever, and she's like, well, I guess I'll marry Tom Paris, because what else is going on? And then immediately, they get sent back to Earth. Could you imagine that? You settle for, like, the fucking <laughs> F-team. And you get back to Earth, and you have all your pick back again. I gotta imagine that that ended in divorce. I mean, it probably was going to anyway, to be honest with you. No, they're in love. Love conquers all. Uh, Kim heads over to Janeway's ready room, and he comes in, like, full of, like, protocol. He stands up, and he says, I'm... I'm going to take responsibility for what I did. I probably was wrong about everything, and I'm sorry. And Jane yeah. is like, Harry, you were right. They were charging weapons. Ha ha ha. And he goes, I fucking knew it. I fucking knew it, dog. I, I knew told it. you. Stupid bitch. You aren't listening to me because you're dumb. You're just like my dream mom. You don't listen. <laughs> Uh, there's a little bit of like mommy shit with him and Janeway anyway. Oh, she yeah. Well, he needs it, right? He he needs a steady hand. He needs a huggy from his mommy. But uh <laughs> they were going to just fire on Voyager with their shields down. Yeah, which is bullshit. They're like how the fuck did you know that, Harry? Like what where did you get this knowledge? And he's like, "I don't know. This is place is so familiar. Like I just I feel like I've been here before." Yeah. And she's and, like, that's cool. <laughs> like, the thing I like about this episode is that at no point does anyone think that Harry Kim is insane. Yeah. They're just like, something all right. wrong with it. Yeah. <laughs> 
Unlike the choose your own adventure. Oh, I said. Oh, show fuck. Oh my god, I gotta bleep that out now. Jesus. Unlike the pick a path book we did. <laughs> yeah, where everyone's like, go to the hospital, you fucked up weirdo. The dude like transports onto the ship, and everyone thinks he's immediately insane and starts <laughs> trying to fucking institutionalize. <laughs> They're like, you know what works? Fucking. Asylums work. This dude's nuts. <laughs> Put him in the fucking asylum. We fought against a like, we fought against Apollo last week, but this <laughs> dude is nuts. Yeah, any one of these missions would make a normal sane person lose their fucking mind, but this guy crazy. Uh, three Nasari ships are coming up, and we're gonna take a quick commercial break oh my before God. we find out what happens. I'm edging on the edging of my seat. We'll be right back after these messages. Never mind, I came. After these messages, we'll be right back. One Day at a Time has moved. The craziest cast of characters in some of their zaniest adventures ever now come to you in the morning at a brand new time. Anything goes, and it usually does. So be sure to watch us, because it all happens one day at a time. Now at 10 Eastern, 9 Central and Pacific. And we're back after cleaning that up. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about it. I was just going to leave it. Josh forgot about coming. That's how often he comes. Sometimes if you leave it, it just vanishes and you don't know where it went. I think your mom had something to do with the... <laughs> it's like cat vomit. It just goes away sometimes. <laughs> uh... I just realized what that meant. Um... Three Nasari ships approach the Voyager... The Voyager. And uh, Kim's like, pull up a star chart. We need to go here. Set a course to this nearby system. And yeah, they're like, Han Solo. They're like, okay. <laughs> they're like, should we? And and Captain Janeway's like, yeah, fuck it. Whatever. I don't care. I'm not Do in this it. episode. <laughs> Do it. And they, uh, they show up and... Uh, Kim's like, oh, Teresia, and they're like, what? Yeah. Stop just saying shit. What are you talking about? <laughs> Shut the hell up. <laughs> and then the Nasari shows up, show up again. They start firing, and another ship shows up and fires yeah. on the Nasari and like obliterates them. Just like shoots them once each, and they all just run away. Yeah, those, those bitches don't fuck around, man. And then they get a communique, they get hailed, and the lady's like, It's you! My I son! Knew, I knew it was you, somehow! She's like, you're you're a Theresian like us. Welcome home. Oh. And it's like, dun dun dun. What we, could go wrong with this? Uh, if they hadn't have just used Odo's plotline here, this would have been a much more interesting way to take the character of Harry. We already knew that he wasn't gonna stay there, so, like, whatever. Well, they were just gonna kill him and take all his shit anyway, so... Yeah. What? I'd have been alright with that. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't seem like they get to have sex. It seems Death like they just... new. <laughs> it seems like they just kill you and then hook you up to a machine... We don't really know. Maybe their vaginas suck it out of you. Maybe they have the mouth vaginas from, like, 80s horror movies. Like, dentata? Yeah. Vagina dentata or whatever? Um, 
I don't like that. <laughs> if any if any ladies out there are interested in me, I don't like it when you have a mouth where your vagina is supposed to be. <laughs> I think it's weird when people Also, find... I'm married, so... <laughs> you know what? I'm not married, so whatever. If you got teeth vagina, that's fine. That's cool, whatever. <laughs> I don't care. I don't give a shit. So Janeway and uh, Kim beam down. Tuvok and Tom Paris are also there. Yeah, and like that's the worst person to take down to this fucking planet. Tom Paris is horn dogging all over every lady that yeah. passes him. He's like, oh boy, <laughs> his tongue dropping across the table and eyes popping out. <laughs> yeah, somebody sets out a fresh baked lady on the windowsill, and the the lady scent hits him and picks him up. <laughs> Oh, they they spray perfume, and the perfume is. wafts out and turns into a hand. And yeah, I went with fresh baked him. lady. Yeah, you may have I went in the wrong direction perfume. there. That's that's perfume. somebody's yum. Yep, somebody's like, oh my god, Josh is a baker fiend. Oh god, I bet that's a thing, right? I bet it is actually. Um, <laughs> the idea. I mean, if you've seen Deep Space Nine. Uh, spoilers if you haven't, I guess. Uh, this is just Odo's origin. Yeah. Um, except there's some like weird implications towards the end of it. Yeah, Instead of just being lot. sent in a rocket yeah. to Earth like Superman, he was <laughs> implanted into a human mother's womb. That's what they say, right? Yeah, like, it's all bullshit, it turns out. Yeah, because like... First of all, they're really cool about this story, and I would be like, wait, wait. <laughs> I mean, like, Kim at least goes, what did you do to my mother? Because this yeah, all sounds, I... like, real suspicious. And they're like, no, it was like, she wouldn't have even known, which, like, wouldn't put me at ease. If That's somebody not said better. That. <laughs> That's definitely not better, yeah. <laughs> and um, he took DNA from his surrogate parent that he was put into his mother, and that's why he developed as a human being. Sure, this all sounds very plausible. Yeah, all of this race's children, the Theresians, have been born to alien parents. I was thinking about, like, when this show came out and, like, how DNA was, like, a big thing at this point. Like, mm -hmm. like everyone was talking about DNA just because of science, but also because of, like, the OJ trial. People knew about DNA and shit. Uh, I ran into a situation recently where nobody remembered the OJ trial. Oh my god, how old are we? I felt unbelievably old. Like this artist I follow, Louis Zong, did a um you know Carby, Kirby who like is swallowing the car and can drive yeah. it around. Yeah. He did a drawing of Kirby like swallowing a white Bronco driving down the highway and with a bunch of police cars behind. I it. remember that night. I remember yeah. watching that and at, like, at a party. I tweeted like this is the funniest shit. Like I got yeah. we I got like some weird nostalgia for this, which is yeah. terrible. And people were just like, What's it supposed to be? What oh it, what God. is what's what story are you talking about? Dude. And I was, like, showing people it, and, like, nobody recognized it was from the OJ trial. Because nobody and thinks that stuff is... I was like, oh, my is... God, I'm so old. That was, like, the first, like, like nationally live thing that really 
Like, yeah, it was like inescapable for me because yeah, I was like a TV kid. I stared at yeah. TV all day if I wasn't playing video games. So. We were at a picnic at my my parents' friends, and it was like this huge summer party. It was like J- June or some shit, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember being like out of school. I felt great, you know. I was probably like twelve, right? And like everybody was watching it. Everybody was watching it. We were all in the living room watching. I was it. much younger because I'm a much younger spryer man. <laughs> But, well, you're, you're, your mom got implanted with that virus real true. early. I was the virus, so. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I just remember watching it on TV and not really understanding what was happening. Yeah. And being like, why don't they just, like, pull up beside her? <laughs> wow. You were like, why don't they do that pit maneuver on her? It's because they didn't know that the guy driving was his friend. So they Out thought he was a yeah. hostage. Yeah, nobody really knew what was going on. and uh, You know they stopped they... making Ford Broncos like a year later? I bet. <laughs> the, the, uh, pub- the publicity from the OJ trial was not great for the Ford Corporation. It was it not the out. red swing line stapler. It was the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You could do like a really good like paper on the effects of like yeah. pop culture on like uh, sales. Uh, yeah. And the human brain. Yeah, and the how, two how opposite points on the chart are the red swing line stapler from Office Space and yep. OJ's fucked up Bronco chase. Well, OJ's OJ's chase was, like, embarrassing. It made people feel bad, right? Like, yes. It was kind of, like, an embarrassing thing that he did because people thought he was going to kill himself and shit. Like, yeah, it was nuts. It was nuts, yeah. And the was. thing is, like, everybody knows OJ as OJ the murderer now because yeah. of all of that. But, but back then... Nobody knew, right? Like, who's who's a famous football man right now? Uh, well, I mean, do you want, like, a good one or a bad one? No, the one? one who's, like, super famous. The oh, white Tom guy. Brady. Yeah. It'd be like if Tom Brady was suddenly accused of murdering his girlfriend and drove a Bronco at so, super slow speed. <laughs> you know, it would be exactly like that. <laughs> it would be exactly like that. Because that's exactly what it yeah. was. <laughs> Exactly. O.J. Simpson was the most popular football player of his day. Yeah, and, and he, was, he was still on TV. He was still, like, worked for CBS and shit. Yeah, like. he had just been in the Naked Gun. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> what, that, a, what a time. It was What a time to be alive. <laughs> this has nothing to do with Star Trek. Sure doesn't. <laughs> it's contemporary. It's contemporaneous to yes. this. We talk about DNA, though, and I think everyone, you know... People like learned a lot about DNA from that point in time because, you know, the trial was they were like fucking with his DNA. They like lost his DNA and shit. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's crazy, dude. <laughs> like a lot of things happened in a lot of specific orders, so that he didn't get put in prison for this. Well, that's the thing with the Kardashians, right? Like, so like Robert Kardashian was his lawyer, and supposedly. Now, I don't, like, how true this is or whatever. You're Suppo- on, you're being recorded right now, remember? <laughs> Supposedly, OJ gave him his gloves. The glo- You know, the gloves that... Yeah, the gloves that if they do not fit, yeah. you must acquit. Yeah, apparently. And, like, so he gave them to Robert Kardashian, and they vanished. So the gloves he tried on, on like, well, were they just obviously were not the same yeah. gloves. They weren't his. Yeah, there are so many people listening to this who are lost. And yeah, they have don't no idea what's happening. <laughs> but that's why the Kardashians are shitheads because their whole family sucks, dude. They, yeah. they suck dicks. 
That's it. Just reminds me of a a bit. Uh, we'll not get into it anyway. <laughs> I thought better of it. Um, Saved. But, like the whole idea is that like they go. To, the father takes his DNA. He takes the yeah. baby to the planet and through magic implants it into a, a different species womb. There's no foul play here, quote unquote. It's magic. Well, the first thing I thought was like, they're fucking far as fuck away, dude. Like, how yeah. the hell did he get to Earth, right? He like, flew. And then they don't immediately even talk about I- spaceships. He just went. <laughs> And then immediately after that, they're like, oh, he must have been traveling a long time because it's far away. And it's like, like, uh, uh uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Whatever. And then Janeway's like, well, how did he get back here? Like, that's a coincidence. (laughs) You die when you get to the planet. (laughs) No, but, like, she's like, how did did Harry get back here, Like, he was implanted. It's the Odo thing. He was implanted with a a desire to go out into space and find his way home. Destiny. Yeah. Uh, if I was Janeway, I would have been like, "Well, no, we didn't like come here in like a ship. We were like yeah. transported here by the caretaker. It was an accident. It was like yeah. a big accident. There's no way he could have known about it whatsoever." And I think the lady says like he would have uh, found us eventually, and it's like, "What is he gonna live to like 500 years old? Like yeah. Jesus? I guess we don't know how long Theresians live. Not very long if you're a man. No, very true." <laughs> <laughs> But Kim's like, I'm going to stay here and learn more about myself. Because I'm special now. I'm a special boy. <laughs> yeah, he feels like a like a, a knight. Or like a... Yeah, whatever his fantasy is. He looks in the mirror and he says, I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. <laughs> and doggone it, people like me. <laughs> That's a reference no one will get. Stuart Smalley. From yeah. the same time period. It's true. All of my references are from the OJ time period. 1994 and slightly above. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But they learn that Theresian males uh, never return to Theresia. Yeah, they they just don't come back, so... But he doesn't seem too worried about that. He's like, I don't know, these ladies are feeling my titties up real hard, so I'm going to stay here for a while. It's... It's like it's like the first time he went to a strip club. <laughs> and he's like, the strippers really like me. The strippers love me. I'm their friend. You know, I've never been to a strip club. Yeah, dude, you're not missing much. Yeah, dude. I don't I don't want to. So. It's, it's not great. Yeah, I can see naked people in my house. So. The older the older you get, the worse it gets too. Like it doesn't get better. Uh, Voyager. I'm curious about what that means, but I'm gonna skip it. Well, when Voy- you're young, when you're young, like going to a strip club's like fun, and it's like kind of funny, and like it's like okay to do. It's less okay to do when you're 39. Well, it gets old. creepier, creepier yeah. the older yeah. you get. Absolutely. Which a lot of things do. I've learned. Yeah, it sucks. Wearing a diaper. <laughs> Although there is a point where that curves back around. Yeah, it becomes normal. It horseshoes around again. Uh, Voyager leaves the planet, and uh, they're going to go have a little bit of a negotiation with the Nasari on uh, behalf of the Theresians to try and, you know, smooth out things, figure out why they're at war with each other. Yeah. Uh, We don't ever really learn why this is happening. 
I think because the Nasari are like, yo, those bitches are fucking weird. <laughs> that's, pro- that's probably true. Actually, they're just like, they're weird as fuck, so we're gonna kill them. That's what the dude says to Janeway. He's like, yo, there's stories about those fucking weirdos. Yeah, he's like, uh, ter- he's the one who says that the uh, males who arrive on Theresia never leave. And they're like, well, wait, yeah. the story we heard was different. Yeah. And he's like, anyway, if you get that fucker back on your ship, I'm going to blow you out of space. Bye. Yeah, which I guess makes sense, but they don't really ever say it that, like, like they would know about the virus, right? Like, to, like, because, like, Kim could be, like, a carrier of the virus that, like, changes the DNA or whatever that we find out about, but. Yeah, I guess the idea is that they're. The idea is that they're probably trying to destroy the Theresians by um, destroying any males that show up. Yeah. So that their species can't propagate. Since they can't get into the planet because of the shield around it. Right, so they just do it this way. Yeah, that's the only way that they can deal with the Theresians in any way, shape, or form. And, like, they want... I'm guessing, like, a bunch of their species have been turned into Theresians or something. That's and what I mean. Yeah, they should... They sh- might This know is all speculation. It. Yeah, we don't know any of this. We don't it's know not, any yeah. of this. Yeah. Uh, Voyager heads back to Theresia. They find the, the Polaron grid is encircling uh. the planet. It's a shield. Oh, man. They can't communicate through it. They can't get through it. Uh, Chakotay delivers the famous line. I guess we're not welcome anymore. (laughs) Is that his famous line? That's his famous line. (laughs) God, Chakotay's boring. Chakotay makes me mad because, like, so much good shit could have been done for him. He could have been so cool, right? But he sucks. Like, I always think, I've again, I've said this before, TM, but Art. Chakotay is, like, he's supposed to be this, like, like very spiritual man who yeah. has this, like, set of beliefs that he holds dear, and Starfleet are constantly running into, like, extremely spiritual or religious alien species, yeah. especially... They should have been finding them in the Delta Quadrant all over the place, because, like, once you get too technological, the Borg will wipe you the fuck out. Yeah, so you'd figure they'd be more spiritual and superstitious, right? Yeah. And, like, Chakotay should have been that bridge between Starfleet and the, like, spiritual and religious world of these aliens. That would have been the perfect role for him. Instead, he does none of that. Nope. He's more boring Riker. He, they, they thought spirituality for him was like, he's just kind of chilled out. Yeah, he talks about his spiritual beliefs every now and then, and a white guy makes them up for us. Yeah. We think he's Native American, but he is white. <laughs> oh, God, Star Trek. So, uh, Taman a.k.a. the professor from uh, Saved by the Bell, the college years. Yeah. Is getting married. He's getting married to three ladies. Three Kelly Kapowskis. And Kim is like, this is super cool. Yeah, I'm yeah. into this. Polygamy is I the shit. fucking love polygamy. <laughs> He's got his truck going by? Jesus Christ. Yeah, and, uh, well, that, I thought that was your dick revving up for the yeah, polygamy. It was, like, <laughs> it was like my polygamy dick revving <laughs> I, I do love how, like, all writers of, like, 90s television think that men want polygamy for some reason. Yeah. 
Like, there's yeah. a lot of, like, you get to marry more than one woman and stuff. Why like, wouldn't men just, like, just be single and date multiple people, which is, like, totally fine and legal? Like, you cannot have sex <laughs> yeah. on 90s television without getting married. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or right? being on Friends. <laughs> you can have sex then. Yes. Only in certain circumstances, though. Yeah. Uh, which I thought, like, that should have been, like, a pretty big red flag right out the gate, is, like, your your uh, world is 90% female, and males are extremely, like, rare. highly regarded yeah. and rare, but they Where marry they? only three women. Yeah, only three, right? What Like, it should be nine. They should marry nine women. Really, they shouldn't marry anybody, and they should just be, like... Seeding. Yeah. <laughs> They should just be seeding, bro. They instead they hook you up to a cow milking machine and you die of dehydration. Oh, they'll milk you. You die of dehydration in three hours. <laughs> yeah. Also, like, isn't it easier just to like let males live? Like, no. Wouldn't it be easier to just have a bunch of male children and let them grow up to like, you know? be able to reproduce with you well it's extremely rare to have male children is the thing so like even if you do get like a bunch of uh evil alien women pregnant wait so i'm supposed to fucking sit here and believe that a society that can engineer a virus to change your dna can't yes. engineer their their cells to have male children yes that's dumb as fuck this is what you're supposed to believe in this episode they make, like, a highly sophisticated virus that, like, masks itself as, like, DNA, but they can't have male children. We can do that today. We can make sure you have male children. You know what's fucked up? When they show Taman's dead body, you're supposed to, like, feel bad for him, but he's such a, like, smug fucker yeah, that I didn't feel dead. bad at all. <laughs> Dude, death by snoo-snoo, man. <laughs> he never touched a titty in his life. He, he takes got that killed. space heroin, though. He gets high on that space yeah, heroin. Yeah, he does. <laughs> I wonder why that was included to show like that the society is like kind of fucked already. It's, yeah, shady. it's shady. Yeah, Take, there's no side effects. You're gonna love it. Yeah. Uh, the only side effect is having a good time. <laughs> Taman died without ever touching a titty. I'm telling you, like there was no death by snoo snoo for that man. Yeah, he probably maybe got to see like some cleavage <laughs> maybe there was a lot of cleavage on that planet that girl that's his wife is creepy as fuck she yeah. creeps me out well for good reason but i mean even even before i knew i was like oh this bitch is bad news i was like she got crazy <laughs> face man you gotta stay away but they're like we're gonna have the ceremony of the joining and you'll know how to perform the ceremony when it begins, Kim, because it's a part of your DNA. And he's like, okay, Dude, well, that makes scientific sense. She says that, and then he picks up the candle and lights the other candle. And I was like, oh, my God, he knew how to light a candle. He knows candles? <laughs> he knows about flame science. This dude knew. His DNA told him about candles. <laughs> like this candle, man. Oh my god, it's meant to be. He does blow the candle out, and I was like, there's so many unlit candles, though. <laughs> yeah, keep lighting them. Um, after the ceremony's over, like they tie the dude up and walk out with him, and he's like, why did they tie him up? And the lady's like, don't you find it exciting? And yeah. he's like, well, I didn't think about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm horny. <laughs> I'm horned up. 
But he tries to contact Voyager and it doesn't work. And then the leader of the ladies, Lyris, comes out and gives him a drink. And she's like, oh, they're probably still negotiating, so you can stay the night. Yeah, spend the night in my quarters. You're into gamilf porn. <laughs> stay the night in your own quarters and we'll just send women in one after another. <laughs> I'll be doing the laundry later. Maybe I'll get stuck. <laughs> Come on by the laundry rooms. Just you walk into sure. laundry rooms, it's like a laundromat, and just women's asses are sticking out of them. <laughs> it's like a fucking like <laughs> in like, rows. It's just like a fucking farm, right? Like cows locked up in the pens. Like Jesus, dark as fuck, dude. <laughs> uh, Janeway and Chakotay are like trying to figure out like how they're gonna poke a hole. In the Polaron grid. Oh, How they figure it out. The bite fly. Let's fly real fast into it. <laughs> Which is stupid, but <laughs> I was trying to think of like another episode of Star Trek where that's the solution to the shields. Like it never. Just is. go fast. Go at it at an angle and go through it. It's like yeah. what? It's a fucking no, energy shield. Just go fast and pancake yourself on it. <laughs> Uh, the doctor is like, look, do you remember when I said earlier that Kim's Theresean DNA was, like, uh, dormant in him and came out later? And I, I lied about that. that it was true? <laughs> actually, that's uh, fake, and I'm stupid. It was Dude. actually a retrovirus. Dude, like, that whole scene with him, him figuring this out is so fucking dumb. Because he's like... He's like, oh, no, it's still true, but it's not. It's like, all right, this is no shit. No, I was right, but also uh, everything I said was false. <laughs> also, I may have killed Harry Kim. <laughs> and he's, in a few more days, he'll be indistinguishable from a Teresi, and his DNA is being supplanted by a retrovirus. And they're like, doctor, how come you didn't know this before? And he's like, anyway, I've looked at the biofilter logs and the DNA made its first appearance on this star date. Yeah. And Chicote's like, that was the away mission on fuck EZM7 where we got the, where we picked up that retrovirus. Beryllium. <laughs> they were looking for beryllium. And then I love how they're like, oh, he was alone on there. Oh, it's like, does that matter? Viruses can be anywhere. You can't see them, dummy. Janeway's like, why would the Theresians go to so much trouble to lure Kim to their planet? Dun, dun, dun. What if they're going to snooze a new him? <laughs> what if they're going to hook him up to a milker? <laughs> Yo, hook me up to some mommy milk. <laughs> that felt wrong saying that. Oh, God, it felt wrong hearing it, too. I'm not going to lie to you. Well, I still said it, so, you know. Uh, back on Theresia, uh, Kim goes to his quarters with a lady, and she's like, just sit back and relax and yeah. uh, have some pleasant dreams. And then um, they start he's like, kissing. He's like, are you going to tuck me in? Speaking of mommy milkers, I was yeah. like, this, like is where the fucking, this is where the Freudian mommy shit comes in, right? Like, And she doesn't know what that is, which is stupid, because like... It's a human thing, getting tucked in. Well, she does it anyway. She contacts Yeah, that's true. She tucks him in anyway. Uh, He starts kissing her, but then he, like, falls asleep because it's boring, I guess. Kissing is stupid. I need to get at least a third base. (laughs) He's like, mwah, mwah. (laughs) Are you, like, a 40-year-old divorcee? Had a rough day. I'm going to go to sleep. Had a bad day at the office. <laughs> Being a salary man is tough. 
But uh, he has dreams of all the Theresian women welcoming him home. Janeway and Chakotay talking about how lucky they are and how special he's been to them. Oh, God. And his mom's like, oh, you know where your real home is, you special, special boy. <laughs> uh, he makes out with the lady in his dream, even though it was so boring he fell asleep. Yeah, he could have just done that in real life. But uh, Kim wakes up, and there's two Theresian women on either side of him, and they're like, oh, we're just trying to make you feel good. And he's like, Dude, what the fuck? He's kind of pissed, right? He's like, and which is like... Kind of like okay to be pissed because like what He's are like, you doing? What are you doing in my room while I'm sleeping? Like, yeah, that's weird. I don't want to sleep. Fuck. What are you talking? What are you doing? Yeah. And I'll, also, like, I woke up and nobody is sucking this D. <laughs> like this scene is a little strange. I think we can all agree that that's yeah. probably the length of weirdness and like danger that you would think. This is a little strange. Yeah. Harry Kim ties up one woman and then bashes the other woman's head in with a vase. He like he's he's almost like Kirk like, right? Where he's like trying to like like the writer like what's her name? Lisa uh Clink. Yeah, Colonel Clink. <laughs> Colonel Clink was like, what would Kirk do? But like it's dumb because it's a dumb plan. <laughs> And the well, lady, the one girl not, knows it. He's not in any damage. Like he's not in any danger, as far as he knows at this point. Like yeah. two women have snuck into his room while he's asleep, and his response to that is to tie one of them up and knock the other one the fuck out. Yeah, he's trying to be like clever, but wh- why? Why is he trying to be clever? Right? There's like, no danger at this point. It's well, just he's a little weird when he when he's. Like walking around the complex, he's sneaking around, and it's like, why are you sneaking around? Like, as far as they're concerned, you sh- you're allowed to be there, right? Like, well, okay. at this point, I think I would be sneaking around too because I just cold cocked a woman unconscious. So. I love the sound effect that they use for the thud, <laughs> and he's like, "Sorry about that." You Meanwhile, like it cuts a random woman out with a vase. It cuts down to the floor, and there's like brains on the carpet. <laughs> Her eyes are twitching and her eyes are bleeding. It's the like, other oh woman God. is trying to scream, but she's got a gag in her mouth. <laughs> this is our hero, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, we never see her again, so... No, she's dead. She's super dead. <laughs> she at least has brain damage after that. She's gonna have to, like, you know, like, eat with, like, a tube in her mouth. Oh, it's gonna be horrible. Harry Kim, the hero. And he doesn't know that anything's up at this point. I would like to... I don't know how many times I can point that out, and and I'll feel like I've pointed it out enough. He's, I don't know. He's suspicious. He's suspicious that something is going on. This could be anything from their planning a surprise party for him <laughs> they don't want him to know about to there's actual danger. Like yeah. from zero to a hundred. And he goes a hundred immediately. <laughs> Yeah, but he's seen Star Trek before, Jeff. He knows something's up. Yeah, he saw the racist episode. He knows what's <laughs> up. He's like, this isn't going to end well. But he picks up a vase. It's like a snow globe. A, and bashes a woman's head in, and then he dips out. Yeah, that sounds like a night to remember. <laughs> 
And he, he goes to Taman's quarters. He's like, Taman, what's up? What's going on here? And he opens up, and Taman is a withered-up beef jerky corpse. He's a, a corpse with a beard. <laughs> He's been snoo-snooing for so long. He's a skeleton with a beard, and his dick is gone. It's just fucked right no. off his body. Uh, one of Taman's wives comes in, and Kim grabs her and overpowers her. Yeah, he holds her... Like hostage with like some kind of skinny fork lightsaber thing. I don't know what it is. Uh, he he learns that the Teresian reproductive process is deadly to the male. Yeah, the crazy wife of Taman says like we have to suck all the cells out to harvest him, and it's yeah, like we have to harvest all of the DNA in the body in order to make as many children as possible. Uh, again. That's you don't have to. <laughs> no. Also, like Taman could produce children for years and years and years. It, yeah, and years and there's years. there's already a mechanism for that. It's called dick and balls. Yeah, just have them jerk off into a cup for like every day. Uh, I guess this is better. It's scary. Right? I love murder. They're Can vampiric we fit murder Amazons. in here. Vampiric Amazons, dude. That's what they are. Sure. Lisa Clink was like, I love vampires and Amazonian women. Again, like, the fact that this episode wasn't written by some horny weirdo dude is really strange to me. I think women can be horny weirdo dudes, too. Yeah, very true. (laughs) Equal opportunity horny weirdo dudes. (laughs) We're all a little bit horny weirdo dude. But he's got he's got her with like some sort of like the doctor Doctor Who's pin weapon at her neck. Yeah, I don't the know where this sonic is from. screwdriver. Yeah, it looked but, like a like, skinny lightsaber. Taman's other two wives come in, and uh, the first one is like, uh, males are more important than females. They'll go through me to get to you. Yeah, and he th- he throws one of them into the others. Yeah, he like picks her up. <laughs> Dude, he like launches. He her. launches her into them. Dude, he's like incredible Hulk strong. He's strong as fuck, and he's taking it out on a lot of ladies. Yeah, which I don't is know fine. How. Equal opportunity fists. I always say. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're gonna suck his dick off. So and uh, Voyager. I like how the article on Memory Alpha says Voyager finds a way to get inside the Polaron grid. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure how they do it. Even yeah, I don't. I don't know if going fast was the answer. Like, they just yeah. do. They figure out a way in, and it's unimportant. We don't yeah. need to know. There's no other solution to this problem. Like, I don't know. Uh, like, Harry Kim has a bow staff fight with 30 yeah. women. He, f- <laughs> he fucks up the foot clan. They, uh, they're kind of beating his ass, really. <laughs> It's like the scene where Raphael gets his shit wrecked by yeah. the Foot Clan, it's, and they just start kicking him. Yeah, and but uh, Kim gets beamed out before that happens. Voyager That's a cool shot to, though. When they when it he is the out, overhead, it's, it's really cool. Yeah. Voyager leaves the system. Uh, the Teresians start uh, chasing them, but the Nasari ships are also there, so they start firing at each other, and Voyager just slipstreams the fuck out of them. And nobody gives a single shit. Which is wild, because didn't they... They were going to kill each other to get to Harry before. I guess the bigger fish is the, the Teresian ships, right? Like, 
Yeah, they're, they're I'm harder talking to about kill. the Teresians' point of view. Oh yeah, Harry no. is the most important thing in the universe right now. Yeah, I guess they don't care anymore. Okay. <laughs> Kim is telling the story of Odysseus and the Sirens to yes. Neelix and Tom Paris. And Neelix loves it. And Neelix is like, cool story, bro. <laughs> and he's like, I'm glad you're back on board because everybody likes you the way you are. Though I think you should have kept some of those spots because they looked cool. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Neelix. Did Harry Kim tell the part of the uh, of the Odyssey where Odysseus does a million dumbass things that almost get him killed? Uh, well, the thing is, he does get them killed. He's the only one who makes it home. Yeah, he makes it home, and then he has to fucking like go Super Saiyan to save his wife and shit, dude. Yeah, like the thing about Odysseus is he he's a grade A hero for making it back home, but he is a grade Z captain for how many of his crew makes it. Zero. Yeah, he sucks at keeping his friends alive. Every story during the Odyssey is he they roll up to a bad situation, half of his crew dies, and then they leave. <laughs> oh, he gets like fucking like fucked for like ten years by uh yeah. Circe? Who is it? I forget. Uh, Calypso. Calypso, yeah. She like fucks him and yeah. then he's like, I love this, and he stays he's there like, for like decade. <laughs> yeah, he's like super mad when he gets back and his wife has suitors. I'm like, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> It's a two-way street, motherfucker. You fucked that cave bitch for like ten years, dude. You motherfucker. (laughs) But uh, Tom Paris and Harry Kim admit that they're each other's heroes or whatever. Uh, It's like a the end. It's like a less good uh, O'Brien and Bashir. Yeah, they're really not good. They're not good, O'Brien and Bashir. Kim is like. O'Brien, but stupider and boring. He's just boringer. Yeah. He goes to Captain Proton, but he kind of hates it, which is, like, stupid. Cause, like, Captain Proton would be fun as hell. I'd rather Captain Proton all day than fucking go be in the Delta Quadrant. Uh, apparently Garrett Wang was under the impression he was going to be an alien for the rest of the series from the first script he was given. That would be a better. That would be way better. He was really excited because it would have given him a chance to add a little bit more color to the character, to make him a little bit more three-dimensional and less boring. So even he knew Harry Kim was super boring. Yeah, they kind of do that, like, not to spoil it for you, but they kind of do that with uh, Rutherford and uh, uh, Lower Decks. Where he's an alien? The the cyborg guy. They kind of like do a little bit of that, like, oh, I I'm discovering things. You know what I mean? Like, they do a little character development because he's a cyborg and shit. Oh, that's good. I know he has a Vulcan implant that makes him turn Vulcan for a second. Every yeah, yeah, the that ear. Was pretty funny. I like the ear. <laughs> they, they make the ear the pointy ear. <laughs> like you can't get that like fixed to like a human ear, right? <laughs> Uh, I, I kind of agree with Garrett Wang here. This episode didn't entirely achieve its potential. It was an okay episode, but it could have been so much more. I just... The more you think about this episode, the worse it gets, I think. Yes. Like, so don't think about it too much. Or, or, or you know what? Just don't even watch it. <laughs> Should we come back with our final thoughts? 
Uh, you know what? That's a good idea, Josh. We'll take a quick break, and after these commercials, we'll tell you all about how we feel deep in our hearts about this piece of shit. We'll be right back. the most glamorous rock star ever. She's also Jericho, the president of Starlight Music. But only her friends, the holograms, Kimber, Aja, and Shayna, know that Jerrica's also Jim. But we're the misfits. Our songs are bitter. We are the misfits. The misfits. And we're gonna get her. Jim, truly outrageous. And they're each sold separately from Hasbro. Jim! Welcome back from those messages, everybody. It's probably been about two minutes for you. It's about an hour and a half later for us. Yeah, we got we talked about lots of stuff. We went we went on a sad tangent, but now we're back, baby. Sad-gent. Yeah, that's what are we watching? Voyager. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about Voyager, the favorite son episode. We've we've come back around. We've horseshoed back around to the point where it's okay to wear diapers, and it's time to talk about Voyager favorite son. I think we we ended the sh- episode, but I I don't know what do we talk about at this part? Why we thought it was bad or good? Right? Yeah, this is the part where we give our review. This is the review section. We don't give anything I, specific names on this show, so it's whatever you want it to be. I didn't hate this episode. Uh, put that on the box. I didn't hate this episode, question mark. I, I watched it, and then I was done, and then I went to bed. This episode felt like 20 minutes, which I very much appreciated. Because if it, yeah. it didn't overstay its welcome... Yeah, if we're going to have to watch an episode of Voyager that's, like, kind of middle of the road, like, yeah, it better be quick, right? We talk about these episodes being scored on a curve. Right. And for those of you who are dummies, (laughs) don't understand what that means, (laughs) when you're in a classroom and everybody in the classroom is stupid... Yeah, everyone gets bad grades. uh, Whoever gets the highest grade, let's say it's, like, a B... Suddenly that B is worth an A because the class is so bad and dumb. Like Voyager. Yeah, it's so bad and dumb. Voyager's okay. I've gone on record to say that a million times. It's all right. (laughs) And so is this episode, so I'm giving it a five. Even on the curve, I'm giving it a five. I feel like that's pretty fair because, like... Yeah, with the curve, though, if this was, so, like, with the curve, uh, it's a five. I would say without the curve, it's a four. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, is, like, I give something a five if it was, uh, completely inoffensive and uninteresting, but not terrible. Not bad. It's okay. It just exists. There's worse episodes of Voyager, so, I, you know, I don't know. I'm not gonna give it a seven or a six just because... Like, there's other shitty episodes, so... The difference between a 5 and a 6 to me is would I watch this again if it just came up, like, while I was, like, just binge-watching? Yeah. And a 5 I wouldn't, and a 6 I would. 
Yeah, for me, a five is like, I, if I'm watching it and I'm like, I kind of remember this one. And the six is like, oh, no, I remember this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? I would kind of remember this one as well. Because I've seen all of these episodes and I don't remember this one very well at all. And no. I've watched this fucking series, so I don't know. I've watched the series as well, and when this episode was on the list, I was racking my brain. I was like, which, which one was it? Yeah. What is this? Like, what episode was this? But when I saw the um, description, I was like, oh, I kind of remember that, sort of. I thought, I thought this was the one at first where he turns into that other alien race. <laughs> This happens to him a lot. Uh, this dude has this dude has Jimmy Olsen's disease. He's just constantly turning into weird shit. <laughs> what does Jimmy Olsen turn into? In the Silver Age comics, Jimmy Olsen was constantly being turned into weird shit. Giant turtle monsters, like cameras. Like into big brain monsters. Like damn, it didn't pay to be Superman's pal. In the Silver Age. Well, that's tell you what you that get much. for being a journalist, am I right? Nah, that's right. <laughs> Fucking fake news. <laughs> Jimmy Olsen and his fake news. Oh, God. That's only a joke, please. Don't. Yeah, don't. yes. Yes, 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 yes. Just yes. kidding. Uh, yeah. They I made a know. comic recently that's just uh, Jimmy Olsen, and it's about, like, his weird-ass advent- misadventures, like... Because he's constantly throwing himself into harm's way. Well, he gets his own comic book. I mean, I guess it pays to be related to Mary Kate and Ashley. Oh, you think so? Jimmy Olsen's like their great grandpa. He's <laughs> uh, he's like they're like like uh, unwanted brother. <laughs> I felt really stupid when I finally figured out that Elizabeth Olsen is their sister. Their younger sister, which yeah. is weird, right? Because she plays a lot older than yeah, they ever she- did. She's like, uh, they one well, they look older than her now, but now they're they like do, much but, yeah. shorter than her and like thinner, so they look younger. They have the same face as my one ex girlfriend, it's just constantly bitchy. <laughs> like, if you look at Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen's face, even with like really big sunglasses on, they're just in a bad fucking mood, man. Well, that's the child star face. All child stars yeah. have that face. It's so hard being a billionaire, man. I oh. would imagine. Oh, well, the God, thing is, is they're hard. like fashion designers now. Yeah, that's how they made right? their money. Yeah, they made their they money all... on cheap VHSs. <laughs> yeah, they also killed Heath Ledger. So, uh, oh, I don't know this conspiracy theory. Nobody actually. ever talks about that. They were with him the night he died. Really. Yeah, and they got questioned by the police. Why would you hang out with the Olsen twins? Oh, maybe they're maybe they're super into Heath Ledger. I don't I know. guess. <laughs> He's alright. I hang looking. out with Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah, she seems like pretty okay, but you can never trust it, right? Like, but there's always like a public persona, right? Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't trust like an Olsen as far as I could throw them. Well, which is really far. Yeah, because the two the twins are like three pounds each. Yeah, they have eating disorders. <laughs> they look too skinny. And, like, I'm not here to judge people's weights, but... Have you got bitch face and you're that skinny? <laughs> Damn. We've lost two big patron pledges today. Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen have taken their pledges back. Well, they were only given $5 and they're billionaires, so fuck them. <laughs> they like the show a little. They it's were like, right. eh. It's a tax write-off for them, tax so... 
Can you tax write off patron pledges? <laughs> Maybe if it's a charity, if you're like yeah. being charitable. We're about charity. <laughs> yeah. The Jeff and Josh fun. Please, it's sir. Charity. May we have some more Patreon money? When, when I was trying to figure out a logo for Jeff and Josh shoot the shit and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I realized I had these like old timey circus fonts. Yeah. And I did like Jeff and Josh, and I was like, that didn't look good. I, was, I just for fun I did Pennington and Henderson, Ooh. and I was like, "This looks like it belongs. This this should have been on a circus playbill, like circa 1910." Yeah, I walk into your office, you're smoking a cigar, and I'm like, "The elephants—they require too much food, Jeffrey." <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Joshua, we have a problem here, and we're gonna solve it today. <laughs> The midgets, they're uprising. I'm, it's back then, I can say midgets. You could say the word then. <laughs> Maybe we should beep that. Anyway. <laughs> Which word did he say? Yeah, right. Make that would be way beep. worse. It would be way worse. Yeah, this episode uh, suffers from a problem that a lot of episodes of Voyager suffer from uh, in that... It's mostly forgettable. Yeah. Fairly boring. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't utilize any character particularly well. It would it, if... It does seem like a recycled plot from a different series. It would be better if, like, the character in the story ever, like, fucking learned a thing or two, but he never does. <laughs> Leave it to beaver-ass. Dude, right? Harry Fucking Kim. I wanted to call him Garrett Wang. I don't know if Garrett Wang ever learns a lesson or not. <laughs> Garrett Wang probably learns more of a lesson than fucking Harry Kim does. I always, like... Stardom in Hollywood at any level is so fucking like fleeting, and yeah. like it leaves you like hollow at the end. Yeah, you're like a husk. Yeah. And like... It always makes me so sad to see these people who were, like, on top of the world at one point working this job and, like, everybody knew them and, like, yeah. now people don't know them anymore. What's wild is, like, it, like you said, like, Garrett Wang was, like, on the sexiest man of the year. Like, he had nothing to do with that, right? Like, no, it's it just, was just chosen. It they just chosen. decide. And, and that's kind of what fame is. Like, people just decide how famous you are. And it's fucked up up man <laughs> like it's weird fame these days is weird in a whole other different fucking way as well, well you can, right yeah, where you... like you don't have to be in movies or television to be right. famous anymore you could like, do like a shitty internet show and be kind of famous for two seconds and then <laughs> everyone hates you is that how it went <laughs> i don't think they hate us but people are just like these guys are still around <laughs> there's a lot of that i've seen but i think it's because like... youtube got rid of so many of your subs yeah, because YouTube's a piece of fucking shit, dude. But, like, I was going through TikTok the other day, because I'm a teenager, <laughs> and uh, I I was scrolling through, and every so often on your For You page, it'll start playing, like, a live video. Mm -hmm. And this, like, mid-40s to mid-50s housewife was okay. doing a live, where she was just doing an AMA. Is it Chewbacca mom? <laughs> no, it's just a regular lady. She had, like, she looked like anybody's mom or aunt. And she was doing an AMA, and there were uh, 22,000 people watching it. 
what the fuck would you even ask her? So there are, like, there's so many different weird niche levels of fame now. Yeah, it's bizarre. Like, you can be TikTok famous. You can be Instagram famous. Yeah, Instagram famous. You can be world star famous, which you do not want to be. That is not something you want. You might not want to be Instagram famous either, because the only reason I know about Instagram famous people is when they make the transition to a more popular forum. That's true. I'm talking about pornography. Yeah. Well, you can be porno famous, which you I can guess be was always famous. true. OnlyFans famous is yeah, like, like not of. even like pornography movie famous. You yeah. can be OnlyFans famous and have like millions of followers who all look at your butt. That also can lead to now we're talking about this. That also can lead to regular uh, mainstream porn famous like Lena Paul. She started out doing like uh, my many my free cams I think, and then she got like into mainstream porn. So good for her. Good for her. <laughs> Sounds like an upgrade in pay, at least. Yeah, probably. Well, that's the thing is, like, OnlyFans models are making, like, millions. Oh, yeah. There's, so, there's like, it's not only just, ones. like, internet fame used to be all of the, like, none of the perks of being famous and all of the downsides. Yeah. But now, like, you can actually get hyper rich. Yeah. I mean, the, it's nice, man. That's good. Do yeah, it. decentralizing fame is pretty yeah. cool, but it still has yeah. all the same pitfalls and downsides. It does, and uh, sometimes it can seem uh, worse than like mainstream fame because mainstream fame has learned to hide the dark side of that. Oh of yeah, itself. there's there are no filters yeah. in like internet fame. Like yeah, I've learned stuff about internet like YouTubers and shit that I would yeah. never want to learn in a million years about anybody. But that's all true too for like. Regular famous people, but you never hear about it because they have publicists and fucking lawyers and shit. You know what I mean? Until they start a talk show where they start talking about who they want to fuck instead of their husband. (laughs) And then they make their husband come on it, and they make him apologize to the to the wife. Yeah, like I'm not trying to get the shit slapped out of me here or anything, but. That's the only joke about that you'll ever hear on this show, by the way. I'm so fucking sick of that. But, <laughs> Fuck like, me. there's no, there are some celebrities that have no fucking filter. Like, to yeah. say a name like Jared Leto has no fucking, like, reality yeah. filter between him and the shit he says and does to the I public. I saw a fucking hilarious tweet. Maybe you saw it. It was, uh, it was Jared Leto decided to be the Daniel Day Lewis of shitty movies. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, God damn, that's so true. Holy shit. Like, you got bullseyed. Holy shit. Dude, Jared Leto acts like he is Dan- Daniel Day Lewis, but he is not. No. Well, there's like the there's the level of fame as well where like I see when somebody gets canceled. Yeah. Is the first time I ever hear of them. Yeah, that means that they're not famous. Yeah. And they like have that... like six million followers. Yeah. Yeah. It's like who? Like who the fuck is this? Yeah. It's always this? some Twitch streamer, right? Like, yeah. like Googly Shits thirty seven <laughs> said the N word and now he's now he's getting taken down. <laughs> I gotta be careful what I say. <laughs> I was just going to say something about somebody who was a, a person, but I'm not going to do that. But yeah, Googly Some, Shits 37. Somebody is a, who was yeah. a person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's weird. I was thinking about that with like people who get known for one thing forever. 
Yeah. You can either you can either be one of two guys, right? You could be the dude who leans completely into it, like mm-hmm. Peter Mayhew with Chewbacca. Yeah. Or you can be the guy who like is a piece of shit about it, but still collects the check like Brent Spiner was for twenty years for a while. Then he finally was like, "Wait, there's more money to be made. <laughs> I can make more money with honey than vinegar." Than vinegar. <laughs> That's what Brent yeah. Spiner really sounds like in yeah. real life. And he has a real like mustache that he twirls too. <laughs> and there, there's like a. Hollywood fame factory as well, where everyone's kids are the new stars. Yeah, we're we're seeing like the tail end of of that though those repercussions, right? Like, uh, like like we always shit on JJ, but JJ is a product of his parents' money, um, and JJ's son is now a product of his yeah. money. Right, JJ's son gets to write Spider Man because you know that makes fucking perfect sense. Yeah, I guess. Um, but even like you know. Like, Will Smith's kids are fucking insane. There's a Key and Peele sketch where... <laughs> that is such a funny fucking sketch. Where he's, like, outside. And he's like, uh, outside is the place where it goes by when you're in the limo. <laughs> he's like, it's the place that you go through to get from your limo to the mansion. <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah. And he's like, he has to choose between basketball and his mom. And he's, he's like, like, choose? <laughs> Dude, it's true, man. Like, the kids are yeah. just, oh, my God. It's um, <laughs> it's it's just w- the weird the way fame works. And again, I'll tie it back to like Garrett Wang does a podcast with uh, Howdy Doody Tom. Paris. Yeah, Tom Paris. Uh, what's his Dun- name? Duncan McNeil. McNeil. Yeah. Something Duncan McNeil. Yeah. And they do a podcast about Voyager. Yeah. And like, I don't know, man. I don't want to be known for one thing that much. Not if it's Voyager. <laughs> I'll say yeah. that. I don't Not know. I guess like Voyager. there's a there's a pride to that as well that like something you made touched enough people that it's still relevant so long yeah. in the future. Maybe yeah. I'm thinking about this the wrong way. Maybe I'm Brent Spinering over yeah, here. Yeah, maybe you gotta stop twirling your mustache. I'll never <laughs> <laughs> lay off the mustache wax already. We get it. It's we, shiny. We get it. It's pointed heavenward. <laughs> You're evil. We got it. <laughs> um, I I started reading a. I'm I've only got probably like four or five chapters of it left. I started reading an autobiography of mm-hmm. Groucho Marx. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. It's very funny. I bet. He like he wrote it himself with no help whatsoever. And he, like he's just talking about having to write it and like the publisher breathing down his neck and like yeah, I'll just fill it with whatever. Yeah, all filler, no killer. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. You don't know anything about Groucho as a person when you finish it, but it's super funny. <laughs> well, that makes like perfect sense, right? Like, yeah, because the, he the one he care. The one thing I did learn about him is that he he was a man ahead of his time, but it has been 50 years since ahead of his time. Really? Because he's like, uh, co- he keeps complaining about hippies. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> when like, was this? It was written in the 60s. Okay, all right. Yeah, I was going to say. And he's like, uh, I think in the 60s he was like, 60? He's pretty old. 58, yeah. somewhere in there. Yeah. And he's like, uh, eventually all the barbers in the world are going to go out of business because of the hippies <laughs> carrying, uh, keeping beards. <laughs> yeah, having a beard back then was like, 
holy shit, what are you, like a I'm homeless like, man? I'm like, motherfucker, you have half of a beard. Yeah. You have a mustache. <laughs> yeah, but he gets it trimmed, right? Yeah, it's not the same thing as having a disgusting-ass hippie yeah, beard like we got. Yeah, also socialism. What's up with that? It's tr- he does mention commies. I bet. Every I bet. so often. Yep. Uh, he was not a red scare guy, so he yeah. is joking. But he yeah. does mention commies. <laughs> it's it's very funny. Like I'll, I'll relay. I'm filling a little bit of time because I want uh, us to hit a certain time marker on this. But there is. I don't a really, know what time it is. <laughs> uh, there is a really funny story that I liked. If if anybody's a fan of the Marx Brothers, it's a funny story. Um. Uh, Harpo and Groucho bought a car because they were in love with these girls that lived across town and they were trying to get laid. So they, well, that's the only reason that anyone ever bought a yeah. car. So they pulled all the money that they had together that they'd saved for years, 300 bucks, and bought a car. Model T? Uh, it was like a Shell, Shelby or something. I forget, but like. Okay. Um, it was used as well. And it ran like shit. And one yeah. day they were going to go on their date and it broke down completely. It, it wouldn't even Shelly. start. <laughs> and they neither of them knew anything about fixing a car whatsoever. Yeah, back then, who did, right? And their little brother, Zeppo, came out. Yeah, Zeppo. And he was like, oh, guys, you having car trouble there? <laughs> I can take a look at it for you. Did he drive it to the girl's house? And he's like, they're like, yeah, yeah, we're having trouble here. And he's like, oh, man, it looks like your carburetor isn't, you know, pumping on all cylinders. Like, he goes through this whole rigmarole about yeah. the inside of the car. Harpo and Groucho are floored. They're like, oh, my God, you know so much about cars. Can you fix it? Yeah. We need to get going. And he's like, it'll take me a couple days to fix it. You, you boys better go catch that L, L train if you're going to go see the girls. And they uh-huh. run off. Uh, he reaches into his pocket, pulls out a part, puts opens up the in. hood, puts it back in, car starts, and he drives off to his date. That's amazing. <laughs> and they figured it out three weeks later that the car seemingly broke down only on days when Zeppo had a date. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious, man. And the book is just chock full of that shit. It's called Groucho and Me by Groucho Marx. <laughs> this has been Literary Corner. This has been cracking the spine. Hey, don't say that. They're going to want it to come back. <laughs> I got time for that. I don't know. I just felt like telling that story. We don't actually need to hit a time. No, that was. Uh, no, I, I, you added some much needed class to the podcast. <laughs> Anything old is classy. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm into gamilf porn. The older, the classier for the assier. Oh, yeah. Let me see that classy old ass. Let me see under that chassis. That's what they used to say. <laughs> Yo, hike up that, what is, what is it, bodice a little yeah, more? hike up that bodice. <laughs> bodice. You know what? Thank you to everybody who listens to our program. We appreciate the hell out of it, even though we might tangent off randomly and for seeming no reason. That's part of the magic. We appreciate the hell out of it. And if you would like to keep this program running, then you can head on over to patreon.com slash mclasspodcast, where for as little as $1 a month, you get access to behind-the-scenes posts, wallpapers, and a Discord full of your fellow Trek boys. Yeah. All love Trek, all ready to talk about it, all ready to talk about whatever. 
apparently uh, free therapy in there. I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to send you my bill later. <laughs> head in, head over to patreon.com slash mclasspodcast. Uh, of course, there are higher tiers with better stuff, including a shoot the shit, which well, we should be coming one. out in uh, one week's time for our patrons. And it is about the book of Boba Fett, phobias, and uh, probably porn. Call it the book of Phoba Fett. I will. <laughs> <laughs> I won't. Um, oh, I believe that first one more than the second one. So we're I did it aside. You didn't hear the second one. I did <laughs> yeah, it aside uh, with the yeah. audience. I'm not a main character. So and I then I winked at the audience. <laughs> Wink! I'm just laughing, guy. I don't know what he's saying. I'm only host guy. I can't be funny, but I can talk to the audience. <laughs> Damn, what it's like different it's like X-Men powers we have. <laughs> I'd like a, to give a big special thank you to Vitizen for the use of his track Outer Space Race for our theme song. Check out Vitizen, uh Hot Tunes and Cool Treats. I was listening to him uh, yesterday. Vitizen has a, a new... Um, it's not a new project, but it is a new album out with Dream Pass. Yeah. Uh, it's uh combo up with some fucker, but it's he great. He sent me a message for my birthday, so I'll just say thank you for sending me the message. I'm very bad at like responding to people uh, yeah. ever. So I sent you a message for your birthday. I know. I know. Thank you, everybody. Also, I called I, you a whore. I hate my birthday. Yeah, I know I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just saw that and I was like, uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> everybody, like, you hate your birthday after a certain point. Like, I'm going to hate my birthday this year. I always year. hated my birthday. I always hated it. Uh, I guess that's probably true. I've we never been a big fan of my birthday. We were talking about it earlier. It yeah. plays into that. <laughs> <laughs> Until I got with Crystal. Crystal has always yeah. made my birthdays really great. She yeah. always met, like puts together enough money to buy me a steak for my birthday. To kill vampires with. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta watch out. Just to kill old people. Some of them are vampires. <laughs> They're a vampire on my social security, am I right? Oh, man. Topical political humor. <laughs> We've overstayed our welcome with this episode. (laughs) Thank you to everybody who tuned in. Uh, Shoot us an email at mclassemail at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at mclasspodcast. And we'll be back in uh, one week's time with some more mclass. Bye-bye.
I'm mentally ill. Trick, 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 trick with your ball.